You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome again to the Bears Illustrated Podcast, everybody. This is Pernay here, and we've got our first guest of the podcast. I'm here with Kevin Gillick. Kevin was a former college golfer at Nebraska in the Big Ten from 2011 to 2013. He also played professionally for five years on the PGA Tour in Latin America. Thanks for coming on, Kevin. Thanks, Pernay. Thanks for having me, and thanks to Garrett as well. Happy to be here. Yeah, for sure. So glad to have you on. Um, so we're going to dive into a couple of things today. First of all, conference realignment. We're also going to talk about Adrian Martinez moving from Nebraska to Kansas State in the Big 12. We might get into some some Big 12 media rights stuff and then talk about Nebraska coach Fred Hoiberg, who used to be in the Big 12 at Iowa State before going to the NBA and then Nebraska. But let's uh, let's start off with conference realignment. Considering you you joined Nebraska, transferred in right when they moved from the Big 12 to the Big 10, um, what are your thoughts on conference right. realignment in yeah, general? You know, that's like the, that's the, the heated debate around the country right now with conference realignment and just, you know, it's almost like the wild, wild, wild west right now with, in addition to NIL. And so, you know, it's interesting that, you know, at the time when Nebraska – you know, pivoted from the Big 12 to uh, to the Big 10 in, in 2011. It was just one of, the, one of those things where, you know, Tom Osborne felt felt that, you know, Oklahoma and Texas, they were, you know, making their own decisions and, you know, trying to take a little bit bigger piece of the pie than, uh, you know, the rest of the conference. And they felt like, uh, you know, the Big 10's equal distribution of their, their media rights was the way to go. And, uh, you know, fast forward almost, you know, 11 years later, it seems like that was the right move as, as far as, you know, dollar signs, Matt, dollar signs uh, come about. But what do you think, yeah. Renee? No, I agree with you. It seems like Nebraska saw this coming, made the right move, what, 10 years ago now? Now that Texas and Oklahoma are leaving the Big 12, Nebraska's in a much better spot in the Big Ten with all those all those teams and making a lot more money. Um, right. So yeah. the Big Ten, you know, they, they you have Michigan, Ohio State, the thoroughbreds of the conference, and for the, for the longest time, the, 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 all the big all these Big Ten teams they were they stood for stability and consistency, and I feel like we had that in the Big Twelve from uh, you know the late '80s until the mid you know until the mid 2000s. And I, just, I think this, it was the ABC ESPN contract uh, around 2010 that kind of, with the Longhorn Network, you know, coming about that kind of threw things off for us in the Big 12. Yeah, exactly. It, it uh, pushed out Nebraska, pushed out Texas A&M to the SEC. Um, and Colorado to the, to the Pac-12, Pac-10. Yeah, Colorado, the Pac-10, um, Missouri to the SEC as well. Yeah, I, mi- I miss those days. You know, you know, I feel like uh, looking back on the last ten years in the in the Big Ten, I feel like the, the Big Twelve fan base fan bases travel better than a lot of the Big Ten schools. And so, 
there's a lot of a lot of folks in, in Omaha and Lincoln, Nebraska that that missed the Big 12. And you know, Lincoln was a better place to be on on Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays in the fall when we were in the Big 12. That's really interesting because when you think about the teams in, in the Big Ten, like Michigan and Ohio State, you kind of expect that they travel well. But coming from a, right. a former Nebraska athlete, it's it's interesting to hear that Big 12 fans travel even better. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's, there are so many fans from Columbia, Missouri, you know, Lawrence, Kansas, you know, the Little Apple, Manhattan, Kansas, driving up to Lincoln uh, on Fridays. And so Lincoln, Nebraska on Friday nights in the fall is the place to be because of those opposing fan bases coming to support the city. So we, we miss those days. Yeah, I'm sure Big 12 fans miss those days too. <laughs> um, but let, let's get into the future. So what are your thoughts on the Big 12? Um, first of all, losing Texas LU and then the media contract ending and what do you see moving forward? Right. So, I, you know, I've, as I did all my, you know, due diligence on this podcast, a little deep dive. So, the ESPN ABC uh, contract that the Big 12 signed, I think it was roughly like 2015. Uh, that expires for you guys in 2024 and 2025, roughly, that the ABC ESPN contract. So you guys are going to be up, up for negotiation there at that point. And the Big 10, are actually, their, their media deal is, uh, expires the year after. And so there's 2024 to 2026 is going to be some major you know, renegotiation years. And whoever comes out of that, uh, you know, swimmingly will be have a lot of momentum as far as upgrading facilities. And, you know, who knows with all this NIL, uh, you know, Pandora's box, so to speak, what the landscape looks like in three years or so. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be super interesting. Um, and with with Texas and OU leaving the Big 12, there, there's probably going to be a big drop-off in how much money these Big 12 schools bring in. So I know, I know you have a hot take regarding Baylor. So you want to <laughs> yeah. put some fire? So one thing I wanted to touch on was, uh, you know, so the Big 12 teams last year made roughly like $40 million. And I know Texas and OU, they want to – it might be in a roof, roof, root awakening for them uh, transferring over to the SEC where – you know, Alabama had, you know, their voices are always heard in Tuscaloosa. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things where in the Big Ten, everybody gets an equal piece of the pie. And last year, that was roughly like $54 million. So Purdue and Ohio State are both getting that $54 million check. And, you know, in the Big 12 last year, that check was $40 million. And that's, you know, roughly 30, 35% more and with all the momentum that Baylor has had in sports, you know, it's, it's incredible to me that, that Purdue or Northwestern or even Nebraska, for that matter, is making 35% more than a team, than an organ, uh, athletic department like Baylor, who's had so many W's behind in the last five years. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy to think about. Because uh, regardless of how much athletic success Baylor has, with, with Texas and OU leaving, there's going to be a massive drop-off in how much money we bring in. Right now, the Big 12 stands third behind the Big 10 and the SEC, who are the big dogs. But, right. ap but after this move, it seems like the Big 12 is going to fall down behind the ACC and the Pac-12. Which is Yeah, you know, we'll see. If, you know, losing that, the, you know, the brand recognition behind OU and the Texas Longhorns, it's, those are definitely two two pro, two athletic departments that are hard to 
hard to replace. You know, it's almost impossible. And, you know, you guys are adding UCF and Cincinnati and I believe BYU. But do those three schools add up to, and Houston, but do those four even add up to the two behemoths in the Sooners and the Longhorns? And exactly. you know, time will tell on that. Exactly. I think the on the field product will will stay roughly the same, but it, it doesn't compare when you think about media right. rights. It's, um, that, it's that exposure factor in the eyeballs. Yeah, exactly. My big solution for that is to is to create a Big Twelve network now that we don't have Texas Texas ego staring us down anymore. Yeah, absolutely, a giant ego. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but do you, you know, do you have so any solution in mind? A few. I do have one solution, and it could be a very controversial one, but a few, you know, a few Husker fans and I, we've, you know, we've had this this dream of ours where there'd be because you know OU and Texas they made their move and you know, they kept it very quiet and kept their cards close to the, to the best and making that move behind the curtain with SEC. And I feel like the big 10 needs to respond eventually. And they've, there's the big, the big 10 is known for patient decisions. They're not going to do anything rash. And I think, but I think eventually they need to respond to that move, to that chess move that the SEC and OU and Texas have made. And it was, I would love to see like a package deal between uh, Baylor and Oklahoma state to the big 10 eventually to collect those equal distribution dollars. Wow. And I just think it would be, it might be a hot take, but I think that would be, it'd be a win-win for, for both sides of, of that argument because like the, the, the brand that that flag brand that Baylor and as well as Oklahoma state have and the momentum behind those two flag departments is I'd say second to none and the big 10, they, they should want that in my opinion. Yeah, that's that's definitely a hot take, but it would it would for sure bring in more money for Baylor. It would bring more competition, most likely. It would it would add another L to the Nebraska win column. I'm sorry to say. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But we selfishly, all the Husker fans want to be able to recruit in Texas again, so that could, could be another ulterior motive. That's but true. As far as uh, you know, the equal distribution dollars. That's that'd be the main the main reason why Baylor would would jump ship. Or should. We don't know what directions the Big 12 is going to go now with Bob Bowlesby stepping down as Big 12 commissioner. Right, right long tenured, right? New teams coming in. I'd like to see where the Big 12 goes. Uh, check it out in like five to ten years. And then maybe if it's it's going downhill then at that point jump ship to right i feel like uh i feel like that might be happening sooner rather than later too like like we mentioned the 2024 2025 you know abc big 12 uh renegotiation that could be a big a big uh turning point too for the conference that's true do you see like uh a future in ncaa athletics where there's just a two super conference NCAA with the SEC and the Big Ten. Yeah, well, you know, potentially, you know, there are some big, some big brands out west with USC, uh, UCLA, even Stanford and Oregon. You know, those are those are big time athletic brands, and so they'll they'll have their voices heard. Yeah, uh, I guess maybe two or three teams. I mean, two or three conferences, depending right. on where we go geographically. 
I, I will. But I, would, I but I would rather, you know, there, there's been some rumblings of, of the uh, Big Ten inviting like a package deal, U, USC, UCLA. But I, you know, a, a lot of Husker fans, they'd rather have Baylor and Oklahoma State instead of those, uh, you know, those two LA schools. Really over, over USC and UCLA? I'd say so, yeah. Interesting. Um, definitely fit better geographically and fan base wise. Um, and I do want to point out that Baylor recently became an R1 research institution, which, which I think plays a factor in who the Big, 12, who the Big Ten wants to bring in. Oh, um, oh absolutely. You know, I think, you know, obviously there's Notre Dame out there, but I think they're already too embedded in the ACC. Yeah, they, exactly. they would never jump ship to, uh, to the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. Um, before we move on to some Adrian Martinez talk, just one last point. What do you think about Kansas potentially going to the Big Ten. I have heard that too, rumblings. I just feel like that, you know, the, that KU football brand is, is, is lagging so much, so much far behind, so much further behind their basketball program. Yeah. And of course, yeah. with the recent national championship. And so, yeah, they, you know, it's, it's one of those things where their, their football team would have to, to uh, you know, improve, vastly improve in a short time. So basketball is not enough. I'd, I'd say I'd say that's what's so unique about Baylor right now is that you know that both presence in both it's incredible. That's true. Baylor's athletic program is second to none right now. Um, but totally but let's, agree. let's move on to some uh, some Adrian Martinez talk. So he came over from the right. Bay, transferred into Kansas State this season with Skylar Thompson gone, and he he's had his ups and downs. He's a great rushing threat at the quarterback position. He had 13 rushing touchdowns last year, but he's also, he's also turnover prone and has had some turnovers in untimely situations. Um, what do you see him bringing to Kansas state? Right. I mean, uh, this is Scott Frost prize recruit in the 2018 class. This was his first phone call after uh, Bill Moose hired him as head coach um, of the Huskers. And so with Adrian, you know, there's, there's two things that definitely stand out for him and, you know, his leadership skills and his intangibles are off the charts. You know, the, he's a great person off the field and a great leader on the field. So I think as far as being a great teammate, there, there's no better teammate out there than Adrian Martinez. And one thing, another, another, you know, I'd say differentiator for Adrian would be his toughness. So he, he took a, a massive hit in the, in the early, in the, early on in the first quarter of the Michigan State game this past fall and mm-hmm. broke his jaw. And so he... He played the latter latter part of the year with a broken job, sewn shut, and you know no one really knew about this. Husker Nation didn't know that he had, was playing with a broken jaw until the, the last game of the season when Scott Frost came came out in the public and mentioned it. So this is that toughest factor. Imagine playing, you know, these big time games with a you know with a, a Josh sewn shut. You know, it's unfathomable. Yeah. So in that in that respect, you you know the Big Twelve again a very a tough dude in Manhattan so yeah that's a great point for sure I mean they were two and two when that happened they lost that game to an eventual top 10 Michigan State overtime and then a couple weeks later lost just by three to Michigan who ended up making a college football playoff they had a lot of a lot of close losses so he's a guy who is able to keep teams in games um do you think he'll be able to turn around his, his turnover issues. Right. Yeah. That's, that's kind of like the, you know, the, the factor with Adrian was, you know, that he was, he's prone to throwing interceptions. 
But I think, you know, Chris Kleiman is a K-State coach. He's, he's got a North Dakota State background, and they've developed some great quarterbacks up there. So who knows? Maybe I felt like Adrian just needed a, a, a fresh start. And I know Scott Frost, the word on the street in Lincoln was that Scott Frost wanted Adrian to stay for one last year. But, um, you know, it, so, but Adrian actually dates a girl from Omaha. And I, I believe she plays forward for the Kansas State uh, women's soccer team. So that's definitely, you know, It'd be good to go play some good football in Manhattan, you know, have with your girlfriend by your side. It's not a, not a bad gig in the Little Apple, so. Not a bad gig at all. So so that's why he actually transferred to Kansas State. I think that was a factor, you know, you never know. Yeah. Um, so what do you see? Do you, do you think Kansas State can be a contender for the Big 12 title with Adrian Martinez? Especially they have Deuce Vaughn. That could be a potential option type on Right. I think, you know, I think there's, there's too much talent down south and with, with Baylor and, and OU this next year for them to compete, in my opinion. So we'll see. But Adrian, Adrian has, a, you know, one of the quickest first steps in, in the nation. So you, you never know. You can't count them out. Yeah, it's going to be tough for defenses to key in because they, uh, they got to worry about Deuce Vaughn in the right. backfield. Um, totally. You got any, any last thoughts about that? You know, I just think, you know, to reiterate just his toughness and, you know, how good of a teammate Adrian is. And he, he's been, been in the fishbowl of Lincoln, Nebraska. That's a kind of a tough, tough environment. So if you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. talk about that Nebraska football team for a little bit um they got four new, they've hired four new coaches this offseason um what do you think of them and what do you think about this team moving forward yeah you know so Scott Frost is this is this will be year five which and you know it definitely obviously hasn't gone his way so far and then there's you know I feel like he's been snake bitten a few times and they did you know just losing a lot of very close games and you know kind of these coin flip finishes hasn't kind of ended up in in Scott Frost's favor and uh so 
what what so sorry no worries. so one one interesting point uh as far as scott frost goes was when he was hired in 2018 he brought his entire staff from ucf to lincoln and as far as in the coaching world that that was like an unprecedented move yeah. no new coach has ever brought an entire staff with him to a new job and uh but after this uh, towards last November, uh, Scott actually had had some very tough conversations with his coaching staff and ended up firing uh, four, uh, four offensive coaches that had been with him through the UCF days. And so it took him about six or seven weeks to, to, to uh, fill those roles. But he did with, uh, you know, he hired a great staff and it was, it was a great rebuttal to, I'd say, a disappointing season. And so he hired a, a guy named Mickey Joseph as a wide receivers coach who uh, Mickey was actually a, a former quarterback for Nebraska, but he was on coach O's uh, offensive staff at LSU. And so Mickey Joseph's back, back in Nebraska and loving it so far. And he also hired, so Frost also hired a guy named Mark Whipple, who was an Ivy league quarterback back in the seventies, but he's been a, a lifelong coach and no one's more experienced from Pitt, he was actually Kenny Pickett's offensive coordinator, as well as Ben Roethlisberger's quarterbacks coach for the Steelers Super Bowl victory, uh, you know, a few years ago. So that, that's a pretty exciting uh, twist on Scott Frost's offense. And then the two other additional hires, a guy named Bill Bush, who was a longtime uh, special teams coach and actually grew up in a smaller town in Nebraska. And he's, he was actually an analyst on the team last year for the Huskers, but it's great to see him become the full-time special teams coach. Just he adds that like recruiting intangible differentiator there. And the last addition was Donovan Rayola, who was a, a Dominic Rayola's younger brother, who was a a 14-year NFL player, uh, NFL center, and like a, a two-time All-American for the Huskers at center. And so Dom was the offensive line coach for the Chicago Bears last year. So interesting mesh of, uh, of hires and people are excited about it in Lincoln. So there's been some, you know, off season Kool-Aid to drink. <laughs> yeah. sounds like a number of big hires actually. Who's uh who's Nebraska's quarterback going to be this season. So Casey Thompson, he's actually the, uh, a transfer from the, the from Austin, Texas, UT Longhorns last year. So it'll yeah. be interesting to see. He was, he was solid for UT, but they had that, uh, that not so great five and seven season, including a loss to those Kansas Jayhawks. Yeah, exactly. Right after announcing they were they were too good for the Big Twelve. So. And yeah, we were talking the other night, and uh, you know, I feel like every Texas uh, every Texas loss is a Baylor momentum game, and so yeah, I know yeah. everyone in Waco loves seeing the Longhorn Blues, and that's only shown in helping Baylor recruiting. Absolutely. If any, if Texas loses any momentum, I feel like a lot of those recruits are going to end up at Baylor. Right. And that's, that's and a, the other the other interesting thing is that, you know, with the transfer portal, even if you lose a guy now, you, you know, you never really lose out on them. You can always transfer out. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Baylor. We just saw, um, we saw Baylor bring in Josh White, who's a four-star linebacker from LSU who Aranda had recruited previously. So right. incredible. He's showing, Aranda's showing a lot of, uh, He's shown that he's a great recruiter and a great, great uh, coach to bring in guys from the transfer portal as well. It always helps when you hang a banner too. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. The, the <laughs> Big Twelve Championship Sugar Bowl. What a season. Right. Um absolutely. so we can we can also talk about Nebraska basketball for a bit, considering they have a Big Twelve connection. Head coach is Fred Hoiberg. He was with Iowa State first and then went to right. and so, Chicago in the NBA and now he's at Nebraska. Yeah, so it's been a you know, tough flight in so far for, for Coach Hoiberg up in Lincoln, but you know, shout out, you know, Iowa State. And he actually, uh, Coach Hoiberg played for Iowa State as well in his undergrad years. And they got, you know, it's one of my favorite nicknames in all of uh, NCAA sports. So he's actually the, his nickname is the mayor. So his senior year in Ames, they were, uh, there was like a mayoral race. And like, I guess 250 people, 300 people uh, put uh, Hoiberg's name on the ballot. For the for the mayor race of Ames, and so he's been the mayor ever since. Oh, wow, one that's of my cool favorite. Story. One of my favorite nicknames. That's but you know, it's it's one of those things where I, I think that like, his Fred Hoiberg system is kind of a running gun, and you got to have a lot of uh, top notch three point shooters. And he just hasn't had those those same athletes that he's used to to having. And so, um, you know, Trev Trev Alberts uh, has elected to re- renegotiate his contract. And so he'll be back next year. And so, you know, we'll see. They, the Big Ten is kind of like that ground and pound type basketball, uh, you know, versus, you know, running and gunning. And so, you yeah, know, he hasn't quite had the pieces yet in Lincoln. That's fair. Um, so you got Scott Frost at, as the head football coach and you got Fred Hoiberg as the head basketball coach, two big names who haven't yet found success at Nebraska. Right. And two, two renegotiated contracts too. So heading into next year. So it's a little interesting. Trev Alberts knows what he's doing up there in Nebraska. Yeah, it seems like it. Uh, But if you had to choose one of them to turn around the Nebraska program, who do you think is going to do it first? Yeah, that's a great question. I'd say Scott Frost. I just, last year's, season in, in Lincoln was so bizarre and having only three and nine, but it could have been, it could easily have been seven and five or six and six uh, with a better special teams. So I think Scott Frost is much closer uh, to successful season than Fred. You see a bulk in appearance in the cards this year. Yeah, I do. You know, they, uh, the Huskers had a, a, a very tough schedule last year. And so I, I do see them going at least uh, winning six games next year. Okay, there you go. That'd be that'd be a that'd, great first step. For, yeah, and that'll give give Scott Frost some more breathing room, and he get out of, get out of the fishbowl that is that is Lincoln, Nebraska. So. Yeah, I mean, you guys were blue blood for a long time, and just have had some hard times recently. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, we're still proud of our nine hundred plus wins in Nebraska, but it's definitely been a uh, been humbling, and they've taken it on the chin those last few years. Yeah, for sure. So it's been it's been great chatting with you. I appreciate you coming on. Any any last words about Nebraska uh, or the Big Ten? No, thanks for thanks for having me. I mean, we want to see you guys up in the Big Ten someday. In Baylor, that, so. that'd be a sight to see for sure. Excellent. The shout out to Mike McGraw. He's a great college coach. He's he's your guys' uh, coach, golf coach in Waco. So he's been training out a lot of great golfers down there in, in Texas. Nice. Well, uh, thanks for. Thanks for coming on, and that was the Bears Illustrated podcast. Appreciate it. Thanks, Pernay. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. 
The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.